Chapter Thirteen of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. The Bobolink. The woods have changed from the purple of swelling buds to the tender grayish green of opening leaves, and the sward is green again with new grass. When this pied troubadour more faithful to the calendar than leaf or flower, comes back from his southern home to New England meadows to charm others than his dusky lady love with his merry song. He seldom disappoints us by more than a day in the date of his arrival, and never fails to receive a kindly welcome, though the fickle weather may be unkind. The bobolinks have come is as joyful a proclamation as announces the return of the bluebird and robin here no shotted salute of gun awaits him and he is aware that he is in a friendly country though he does not court familiarity he tolerates approach and permits you to come within a dozen yards of the fence stake he has alighted on and when you come nearer he goes but to the next singing the prelude or finale of his song as he flies fewer yards above your head he poises on wing to sing it from beginning to end. You know not whether with intent to taunt you or to charm you, but he only accomplishes the latter. He seems to know that he does not harm us and that he brings nothing that we should not lose by killing him. Yet, how cunningly he and his mate hide their nest in the even expanse of grass. That is a treasure he will not trust us with the secret of and though there may be a dozen in the meadow, we rarely find one. Our New England fathers had as kindly a feeling for this blithe comer to their stumpy meadows, though they gave him the uncouth and malodorous name of Skunk Blackbird. He sang as sweetly to them as he does to us, and he too was a discoverer and a pioneer, finding and occupying meadows full of sunshine where it had only been the continual shade of the forest where no bobolink had ever been before. Now he has miles of grassy sunlit fields, wherein he sings violet and buttercup, daisy and clover into bloom, and strawberries into ripeness, and his glad song mingles with the happy voices of the children who come to gather them, and also chimes with the rare music of the wedded scythe. Then, long before the summer is past, he assumes the sober dress of his mate and her monosyllabic note and fades so gradually out of our sight and hearing that he departs without our being aware of it summer still burns with unabated fervor when we suddenly realize that there are no bobolinks nor are there any under the less changeful skies whither our changed bird has flown to be a reed bird or rice bird and to find mankind his enemies he is no longer a singer but a gourmand and valued only as a choice morsel doubtless delicious yet one that should choke a new englander end of the bobolink